The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. You know, I mean, I. I think maybe it is finally time that we change it up a little bit. I mean, what I'm wondering, yes. I do have a vision. Okay. Tell I have me a your vision, vision for it. And it cu- it starts off with a big, a big, like loud, like band and like low lights and then a single spotlight towards the back. And I'm on wires and I fly over the crowd. Like, do you think Are they have the possibility? The wires thing again. I think you always go like default to wires. I don't think I do. You would never be good at wires. No, I would be great on wires. I think it would, I think it, I think this is the time where we finally need to make this happen. Also, fire. See, I picture I've you. I've got a lot of ideas. I want to throw them all, all into right, one big All right, and I want to tell suit. you what I'm picturing for you. Okay. okay. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have a lot to get to today because we have a very special guest who is going to be joining us, and it is... Our pal Bree. Our pal Bree. Bree, who is going to be here to talk about the Hump Film Festival. Which I have to, I have to say, I have always wanted to go to it, but I've always been like a little scared to go to it. Well, what it is, in case you don't know, it is, and it, it, it tours all over the country, but it's here in Portland this weekend. And it is, kind of like it sounds, it's a homemade pornography festival. It is, and there are different Erotica, categories. pornography, whatever you want to call it, and yeah, different categories. Yes. I don't honestly know exactly how it works. I've always heard of it, and I've always heard that it's a lot of fun to go to, um, but I'm excited to actually learn what goes on in it. Yes. Like, what, how this all happens, because I know it's... it's so they have, like, sexiest movie, funniest movie, dirtiest, yeah. most creative, best acted, like, it's all these things where basically people that you might just pass on the street here in Portland, or, you know, like in other or places wherever, as well. wherever, yeah. Um, I know people have participated in Hump before, uh-huh. but it's like it's basically amateur porn that you watch in a theater with a bunch of other people. That's like stylized in, in, for different things. Right. Some of it's funny. Some of it's I. I don't even know because, like you, I've never actually been to it either. I can't. It's the thirteenth year, and it's one of those things. It's kind of a staple every year in Seattle and Portland. Now it goes other places. Yeah, because Dan well, Savage but, is the one who puts it together. Oh, that's who. Okay, so yeah. Dan Savage is the one who. So he's the one that curates all of the videos and things. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, and that's what um, <laughs> that's what uh, uh, Bree's going to come in and talk about that. And I guess she's got some stories about it. So we're really excited to have her in. She's going to be joining us here in just a little bit uh, to talk all about Hump Film Festival. And uh, yeah, I can see anyone can submit. I'm looking at this right now. One, yeah, put some no, friends it's... together, discuss what your film should be about. Two, shoot a film, five minutes max. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And, and the fact that I, we've never been to it, so we're both going on Friday night. Yeah. And that's happening Friday night. It's also showing on Saturday as well at Revolution Hall. But then Saturday night, it's finally back upon us. Sarah and I will be at Dante's on Saturday night emceeing the Rose City Beard and Mustache <laughs> competition for year three. We're there. It's the fourth year of it. It's our third year emceeing it. Oh, my gosh. So we've been emceeing it like like 75% of the time. 75% of the time at this 75% point. 75% of its existence. Which is why every year we talk about how we need to change it up a little bit because people are going to, you know, they, they've seen us. They saw us last year. We need to really bring something different. And last year, I think we talked about doing the song and dance where you were going to be wearing like one of the tuxedo costumes and doing like a little dance number on stage. See, I was going to sing. What I was picturing you to do is like be kind of sassy and like have it like kind of confuse people and like be like, oh, I don't know what's to be expected by doing the opening sequence. Uh-huh. 
to Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. The Anything Goes. Oh, Anything Goes? You should totally do Anything, anything goes. goes. But, I mean, that's really more of a part for you. No, but, I mean, that could, like, confuse people because, you know. Okay. Gender is fluid. You can just, you could totally do it. Anything goes. Okay, I like this idea because mm-hmm. I do like an idea of song and dance with me on the stage. Uh, you like and anything with you on the stage. I yes. do like that. You know, and then we could bring in, oh, and also Sarah. You know, and then we could bring you out later on. But but what I could do, I could go out there because if we do an Indiana Jones theme for this thing, because that works kind of with a beard and mustache. And Indiana Jones so didn't too. have that, but it does kind of work, I think, with the motif that we're going I mean, if for. If anyone has a beard or mustache that you couldn't see, it would be Indiana Jones. So you're saying we should have more of an, like an adventure. Like th- this year's theme is adventure. <gasps> well, By the way, Greg- we haven't told Rose City Beard and Mustache Festival of the Portland Beards no, that we're doing this, no. but. They'll, they'll was, figure it out. What I was thinking is I was doing some research uh, on being an MC because I really do want to make sure that uh-huh. we do a good job. Yeah. And one of the things that it does say is your opening thing, your opening sequence sets the tone for the entire evening. Don't we want the tone to be adventure? Adventure. So I come out, A, I've got to have a whip. Am I allowed to have a whip? Because I'm, I'm going to need to have one. Mm, I want a whip. probably have a whip. Okay, a whip, and I come out on stage. Now, can I swing in on the whip? Like almost like a like a vine, and I like swing onto the stage, and I land, and like, oh my gosh, what are we doing here? And I'm pretending like I'll Since do it like I'm a one man show. They do have those like you know dancing lady cages up there. You could probably like adhere some they sort have of dancing ro- lady cages up there. Yeah, do they? Yeah, at at Dante's. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know they still had those. I just gotta look up, man. Okay, yeah, they're up there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know they were still so there. So you could, yeah, so you could totally attached to one of those and then try to swing in. Uh-huh, swing in. Okay, well, I prefer to be on wires, but I come in. People are also very shocked in the chat as I'm looking um, that you want to be the center of attention. Well, I just think that it would help set the tone for the night for all of these people that are coming there for attendance. So I swing in on a, on a whip. I land. I start off with a kind of a one-man play. Like, I have a little background music and it dims down. It's like, boy, what a great day here in Portland. I've been traveling for a long time. Kind of a one-man show thing. I'll demand silence from the audience. The audience will have to be silent. All right. Well, I'm looking at, at rules for emceeing. Yes, the MC sets the tone for the event. That's important. But for That's my rule routine. Number, I mean, my routine three. is the most important part, I mm-hmm. think. So and then we'll come in and then I'll break into song and dance. Anything goes. You know, and I'll start singing about different kinds of beards. You could have a mustache. You could have a big beard, a long beard. Even a little short bit, anything goes. I'll have to work on the lyrics, boy. That was really bad. Yeah, right that there. was really that really flamed out pretty quick. Uh, rule number seven, I'm looking at right now. Anything. Also, goes. remember that you are not the star of the show. Well, you're there, in fact, to I'm introduce so sure. the stars of the show. I think, really, I mean, at this point, you know, I'm. We're the ones that they're going to be seeing all night. I think it's important to like kind of establish a little bit of dominance. So this is what I was looking at for like the tips for how to do it. So this one was very, it was helpful, but it was also terrifying. So I'm looking at this. The number one rule is um, so when you are going to be emceeing an event, you prepare Uh for an effective event opening. And then it says this, because I'm not terrified about speaking in public enough. Yeah, Sarah is, if, if you didn't know that, Sarah's scared about speaking in public. Yes, it's so... She doesn't do it very, yeah. But this is for charity, and it's for our friends. Yeah. You and, do a good job, but you're terrified of it. Yeah. I yeah. just kind of push through it. Uh-huh. Push through. Push it down, um, deep down inside. Deep down so inside into a little up. ball of rage. Yep. Uh, so, number, so the number one rule, it says, research has shown that people decide if they like you within seconds of meeting and or seeing you. So oh we my. only have literally a couple seconds to set the tone of the show to see if people like us. Because if they, they don't, we're so ruined out. for so the entire thing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rose City Beard. Oh, you hate us already. That says, so it. imagine now you're on stage facing hundreds of people, which we will be. Yeah. Um, you have that window of seconds for that first impression to make those people like you. This will set the tone for the oh entire God. event. No pressure. Okay. Here's something else I was thinking about. 
Like, what about, so we, if we go along with the Indiana Jones adventure thing, what about a display of weaponry? Now, I'm talking about the fact over this last year, I've acquired two swords have been given to me. I've got uh, a knife, a uh, Klingon knife, and I've got a bow and arrow and a crossbow. And my bow staff. Like, all of those things. So we can come out on stage and I can do, like, a demonstration. So you're going to make up for your lack of a manly beard by just right. bringing out your toys? Yeah. And I'll, no, they're not toys, Sarah. It's just, like, demonstrations. You know, because people with beards, I'm sure they like, like uh, you know, Well, crossbows. there are a lot of people in the competition and that, you know, have, like, their outfits and different things. I'm sure they'll also have... Yeah. Some will have swords. So I can and- do like a sword display and I can like whip my swords around on stage and like poof, 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 and do a little number for them that with that. That does kind of go with the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Thing. Exactly. See, this is what I'm talking about. We're talking about adventure. We're talking about a little bit romance. of hint of danger. A little bit of romance in there. I'll find a lady in the audience that can romance, you know, and I'll, I'll bring That's her up there. Like, be awkward. Excuse me. I need a lady to come on upstage with me. And then, uh, you know. You do have a lady upstage. With, I'm, I'm uh, there. And Sarah. I mean, you can be there. I mean, you can help. You can help wrangle the lady up onto the stage. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing that. And so, you know, and then I'll, I'll sing, and then, you know, we'll have a little romance, and we'll do a little dance. Like, I'll, I'll, we'll do a dance number on stage. Like, this is going to be a big thing. I'm really not dancing either. I'm kind of thinking this is going to be This a, is you. You're the flashy. You're the flash. I'm going to be the straight man. I'm already thinking this is going to be about a 45-minute set. So, I mean, we'll get on there. I'll, I'll swing in on my on my rope, and everybody will be like, boom, what is this? I am interested right now. The man just flew in on a whip, like whipped through. And so I get down on the whip. I don't think that the Beardos will be like excited about that because they want to be. And then I they are off. the stars, Greg. You're not the star. But I have to get everybody fired no. up. No, because then if you're setting that precedent, uh-huh. then you're going to have to keep it up the entire time. Well, no, then I pass it so off to them. That's what I think. I think if we start the tone a little bit, you know, on the on the quieter side, a little lackluster, when we surprise them with our amazing skills. Okay, it's being suggested in the chat, and this is a great suggestion at funemploymentradio.com if you're a live subscriber in the supporters club. Someone's attractive cousin just said, Greg's going to have to find some breakaway pants. That is a great idea. Costume changes are a must. All right, so let's walk it through. Okay. I'm going to come out there. I'm going to whip onto one of the lady cages, and then I doubt that's what they're called, but I'll, I'll uh, th- you know, fling myself onto the stage. I'll land. I'm going to do a somersault of sorts and possibly a flip. I'm going to try to incorporate a flip into it. And then I'll uh, sit there, and then I'm thinking maybe we incorporate some other people. We're going to have to get a team of all of a sudden, like, bandits are attacking me. You know, from one side to the other, and I'm like, and I'm using moves, and I'm like doing flips, and I'm knocking them back off the stage, and all of a sudden somebody throws me my bow staff, and I pop. Nobody's going to be throwing you a bow staff, and so people are just flying left and right. I'm getting the bandits. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to bring weapons into Dante's. Well, I mean, we'll have to talk about that, but I mean, a bow staff—that's understandable. If I can have that, I guess a bow staff is just like a a wooden dowel. Not a wooden dowel. It is an. It's it's pretty much a very complicated piece of. Taekwondo that you do not understand. So I would have that, and then I could, you know, fight off They're the bandits. Be the scary stick man. And then we go from the bandits. Like the bandits are all off, and I'd be like, "Whew! I'm glad we made it through that one." And I'll look out the audience, and then everybody will be like, "Yeah!" and cheer. And then I'll go right into my song and number. Well, we're here tonight to have some fun. We're all looking at some beards, but what's the best one? Oh, dear, dear. You know, and then I'll dance around, and then I'll, I'll start singing. You know, I'll get into, like, kind of an anything goes. How many times have you ever beards. seen an MC do a musical number at the beginning of a show and have it be successful? I'm saying a song How about beards. How many times can you think of any time? It's very rare. I can't help it if other people, people aren't can pull good, that off. Yeah. You know, aren't good at it. I've already fought off bandits. I'm getting into my song and dance number, and then I go from the song and dance number. I don't think number. you're recalling anything about the past two times we've hosted this. 
Like the audience is very nice, but this I don't is know why how you want to change it up. Receptive they're going to be with you singing and dancing and throwing I go to the sticks at them. I go to the song. You know, and I do my dancing. At that point, we bring a lady up from the audience. Stop. You know, leave the ladies alone. she gets alone. to be part of the show. Please leave them and alone. And we do a dance, and I have like a rose, and I woo her. Unless they're and in then, the competition, then they can totally, then that's when they should be on stage. And then, after that, I do my display of weaponry. And then after the display of weaponry, I'm like, all right, let's get this going. We're in for a night of adventure. And uh, the closing thing is when I, like, shoot my crossbow at something. And uh, maybe I, uh, what would I shoot it at? I mean, nothing like an apple. I've got I to mean, think about that part. The only I'll save way that, that for the this show. Possi- and then I'll be like, all right, and we're ready to go oh today. Also, Sarah, okay, let's. The only way beards. you could possibly make this maybe work for you uh-huh. is if you got one of the beardsmen involved with you. Like yeah. if someone was well, also. Well, the beardsmen like can play the it. bandits that I take down. You know, I'm taking down, boom, 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 knocking them off the stage. Like a lot of acrobatics that will go into this. Um, the song and dance number is only me and then the lady that I bring up from the audience. And then, you know, my display of weaponry, and then we bring you up. I'm going to be out there anyway. Well, we'll be like, and Sarah. You know, and then we'll, we'll, we'll bring you, and then you can, you know, I don't know, say something. Like, hi. Well, what makes you think that you are, like, the be-all, end-all of, like, hosting a beard competition? You don't even have a beard. I, <laughs> this is true. This has been the case for the last three years. I can grow and a beard. And also, on, these, uh, on the 21 things that I was, the tips to be a good and effective MC. You violated like all twenty-one song and dance. Display all right, are you going to bring uh, on stage positive and energetic vibes, man? Uh, already, it's going to be adventure, and I've already beaten off bandits. All right, you so set that's the MC sets the tone for the event. Which, uh, if you're doing it, it means that the tone is douchebag. Um, control the timing of the proceedings. Always introduce the spe- the other speakers. Yeah, Remember, I you said, are not the star of the I, show. I said, I'm Greg and Sarah here to host the. However, as the MC, it is not your time. In the spotlight, it is important for the MC to understand that they are there to keep things moving along and make sure the speakers or the participants in the event uh-huh. are celebrated without hogging the limelight. But it's not really hogging; it's setting the tone for the night. I mean, these, you know, this is going to charity. People have paid money, and they're excited about the beard, the beards, and the competition. Um, but it says also remember to introduce yourself. You won't have problems with that. Always address the audience. Maintain eye contact with your audience. That seems like it could be a little aggressively creepy. With well, you. eye contact with them? Just uh, pick, at out, them. pick out one person for the entire night and just lock eye contact with that one person. Uh, so pace your delivery, share key event information, breathe steadily and deeply into the microphone. Look, I've got, okay, I've got some other things here. I could also do a little bit of stand-up. I've got some beard jokes. Tell I me a beard joke. Out. Okay. Uh, oh, these don't make any sense to me. I think you have to have a beard to do that. You call it a beard. I call it magnificence escaping through my face. Am I right, everybody? Oh, God, that might actually work. These are, these are beard jokes. Um, <laughs> saying, have, saying you have a beard when you don't makes you a bald-faced liar. You know, I'll throw these out, pepper these jokes in. You know, as we're going through, I think this could really work out Actually, well for me. you probably should bring some of those jokes in case there's a lull. <laughs> Men don't cry, they water their beards. Am I right? Am I right? You guys know what I'm talking about. I'll end every joke with you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and then, you know, if somebody's looking at, well, this is if I had a beard. Excuse me, my eyes are up here. Know what I'm talking about? Everybody? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. See, and this is, this is going to work out really well for me. So I can pepper in some, some beard jokes. Do you have any more? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have a beard but can't change a tire, please shave. I think that's implying that if you have a beard, you're supposed God, to change a tire. I don't hear know. a whole bunch of drunken bearded oh. men going, yeah! 
Oh, shit. Isn't your beard annoying in the summer? No. Manliness is not seasonal. Know what I mean? You guys know what I mean? Or you have to like something you know what I'm about? with like, am I right? Am I right? Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, this is this could work out really well for me. So we could we'll have it. Maybe for the halftime. I mean, I know Adam Posse's performed there with stand-up, you know, during during the intermission before. Maybe it's time for me to do a little beard jokes, though. Maybe if he is, I don't know who is who else is there this year, but maybe I could like bring him in with some of my beard jokes. I think that you should probably write your beard jokes down on index cards and bring them with you. <laughs> All right. So when people start like throwing one. stuff at All you, right. you can be right. like, Let's hey. Hey, Do you have another one? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> these are really <laughs> Who shaves 10 times a day and still has a beard? The barber. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? And I'll flip through, and I'll be like, okay, and then the next one, next one. And that's how I preface all of my jokes. That's how good stand-up works is you preface you it. Like, all right, here's my one. next one. Yeah. Here's my next one. Pretty much... Wait, no, that was just I bad. really think okay. it's especially okay. effective when you don't okay. pre-read them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter asked where babies come from, and I wasn't about to lie. Beards, sweetheart. Amazing beards. I don't, I don't know. That's that doesn't even make any I don't, sense. I don't understand. It's like a beard joke or something that I don't get. It's from a website. Um, oh, is okay. it because, like, you know, everyone know. wants to bang dudes with I think, beards? I think that's what the implication was. Okay. Um, which is going to—this is all weird, especially since I won't have a beard while I'm saying these. Yes. Um— yeah, there's I know, a lot so it of says a, dress the part. So this is rule number 16 when I'm looking at tips for to be a good and effective MC. Dress the part. Different events have different dress codes. Hey, 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 everybody. Hey. Sometimes I think about shaving, but then I think, nah, I like my legs the way they are. Then I go back to hugging my beard. Know what I'm talking about? You guys know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, these, are, is, uh, these are beard jokes. I'm founded on a website. Clearly, I am these are very confused by that joke. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, you wouldn't get it. So uh, we'll go through, you know, I'll do a All little right, well, bit of stand-up. Well, this number 17's for me. Be prepared if you or anyone else makes a huge mistake. Uh-huh. No oh, matter boy. how professional. All right, so this is like, this is written oh, for me about you. Okay. No matter how professional an MC is, the fact is that everyone makes mistakes, especially Greg's. <laughs> even the many years of professional experience on stage, even if you do have many years of experience, doesn't stop you from making ex- uh, mistakes. Okay. All right. Oh. All right, apologize should a major mistake happen. Wait, apologize on st- I'm so sorry. I am sorry. I am so sorry. All right, see, this is where your beard jokes can come in. <laughs> I Number don't know 20. if apologizing. Number 20 says transitions between different segments of the program. You need to have those in place so you avoid dead air. Should I bring my beard jokes? You should bring your beard jokes. Okay. All but right. you should probably print them out or something because I, I don't know, you know. They're very chauvinistic, these beard jokes. I'm just going to say they're, they're quite um, the ones that I found online here. Maybe there, maybe some, there's some other ones. See, 33 beard jokes to liven up your party. Well, here, Greg, I also found this thing um, about... Hey, hey, beards are magical. You never see an that ugly... It doesn't sound like a beard. It sounds like you're just, ever, like, talking at me. You, ever see, you never see an ugly man with a beard, but you always see an ugly man without a beard. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? All right. You're making fun of yourself. You know that. Oh yeah, I know. I keep forgetting yeah. that I'm the guy. That All right, so Greg, that. I have this. Since it does say that you need to be, you need to know your audience. You need to know what you're doing. Since you will not have a beard. Yeah. Since you're pretty much bringing absolutely nothing to the table. Yeah. Um, I did find this thing. There's honestly a quiz that says, "What kind of beardsman are you?" 
you can figure out what type of beardsman you are. What does that mean? It what means you can find out okay. by by uh, answering a few questions. You can find out okay. what kind of beardsman you are. If, if anyone wants to play along, it's at beardbrand.com. Beardbrand.com. Okay. All right. So first question to find out what kind of beardsman you are. Greg, number one, which activity do you prefer the most? Do you prefer camping, dining out in a nice restaurant, cruising on your hog? Building something cool or traveling the world. I mean, I want to say cruising on my hog, but I've never, you know, I don't so have a you motorcycle. Have to, this is an I honest crashed a motorcycle. Question. I crashed one when I was 15. Does yes. that count? All right. Um, okay, camping. I'll go camping. All right, not traveling the world. Oh, traveling the world. Okay, traveling the world. Oh, yeah, right. traveling the world. All right. Uh, what style of facial hair do you have? Do you have a full beard, hybrid beard, partial beard, a short and neat full beard, or a mustache? So a hybrid beard is a, a scruffy goat. That's what it says. In my mind, I picture myself with a very fancy your mustachio. Scruffy, your scruffy goat. All right. Yeah, probably. Pick your poison, Greg. Uh, no, I don't drink liquor, wine, cocktail, weed, or beer. <laughs> Can you do all of the above? <laughs> know what I'm talking about? You guys know what I mean? Beer. Beer. What type of beard grooming products you use? I guess it's like what kind of like stuff you use on your face since you are lacking a beard. Um, um, so I only like my own. I like to make my own products, only all natural products, whatever is cheap and plentiful. That's what you use. Probably. Cheap and plentiful. Only the finest products. I don't use products on my face. Uh, cheap and plentiful. Okay, yeah, cheap and all plentiful. Right, yes. What this is, is going to determine what kind of beardsman I am. What is your favorite type of fragrance to figure out what kind of beardsman you are? WD-40. <laughs> Woodsy, no. something exotic, patchouli, or no fragrance. Not patchouli. Although I did have a girlfriend in college who made me wear patchouli once. Jesus Christ. How many times do you have to bring that up? It was terrible. You do that like at least once a month. At least why I do not bring that up once a month. You do. Like I, you still pine for patchouli girl. All right. So what? WD-40, mm. woodsy, something exotic, patchouli, or no fragrance? No fragrance. It'd okay. be no fragrance. All right, next up is what kind of car would you prefer the most? A Subaru Outback, BMW 5 Series, Volvo 240, Chevy Camaro, or public transportation? Um, I, want, I want a Camaro. That's what I want. All right. Well, Can I say I'm a Camaro person? Yes, that's the question. Okay. All right. So when you do have a beard, why do you have a beard? Is it because you're lazy and hate shaving? Because yeah. it helps you stand out? Because it's the way nature made you? Because beards, hell yeah. Or because that's how it was done years ago. Honestly, I hate shaving. I shave because I need to for my various other jobs. But uh, yeah, no, I, I hate shaving. All right. Uh, what music go- do you prefer the most? Uh, bluegrass or <laughs> somebody, America? Somebody in live chat just brought up the new name of Patchouli Girl. Patchouli Julie, the one that got away. Oh, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. That's pretty good. Was her name Julie? No, it wasn't Julie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like a hippie name. All right. What music do you prefer the most? Uh, bluegrass, blues, classic rock, or country music? They put those together for some reason. Indie rock or metal and hard rock? Metal and hard rock. Okay, that's what I There's no disputing that one. All right. All right. Second to last question. What kind of beardsman are you? What is your top city to visit? All right. First is anywhere I've never been. Next is Las Vegas, New York, Austin, Texas, or Colorado Springs. Anywhere I've never been. Okay. And final question. Which fictional beardsman do you feel like you are most like? Oh, all right, do you feel like you're most like Steve Zizou from Life Aquatic? Captain Jack Sparrow from yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Opie from Sons of Anarchy. Oh. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Mm. Or the dude from The Big Lebowski. <sighs> which beard do I feel no, more like? No, it says, like, which fictional beardsman are you most like? I don't think it's oh. your facial hair. 
Who do you most connect to? Well, I picture myself kind of like a badass, you know, motorcycle gang kind of guy. So, uh, Opie, yeah, clearly. Francis if you've ever met me, you you look at me and you're like, eh, I'm a little intimidated, but at the same time, you know, he seems all right. Yeah, that's kind of kind of more how I am. All right, so we are showing results sure for what kinds of beards, what kind of beards you about are. Me. And you are, wow, look at this. It makes you sound kind of tough. Your results are, you are a badass beardsman. A bad man, a bad boy. Uh, you don't take sh- Oh, wow, this is, like, aggressive. You don't take shit from anyone. <laughs> it's because you pretended to be a motorcycle guy. <laughs> this is why. You don't take shit from anyone and live your life by your own regard. Your beard is badass, and you are badass. Yeah. Wow. To you, your beard isn't a symbol of anything except being a man. Yeah. A badass beardsman de- demands beard care designed for the badass. And then he tried to sell you some. Sell you some, other stuff. Yeah, beard okay. stuff. All right. Well, now we know. Yeah. See, so I can walk on stage and talk about that. Yeah. Well, I've got it pretty much figured out. I still don't know what you're going to be doing, but uh, regardless, we'll be there on Saturday night. I'll just be sitting there rolling my eyes and being like, all right, and here comes this person who's next. I told you, I'm going to be the straight person. Yeah. Okay. I have to, because if you're going to be all whimsical... Yeah, well, it's we l- as long as my be. dance number, but we need to get we need to get to hiring the backup be, crew. If you're going to be the Mike Rice, I have to be the Mike Rice. I need Barrett. lights. I need makeup. I need. All right, are you are you going to be the Rice? I'll be the Barrett. <laughs> All right, I'll be the Mike Rice. Okay. I bought Long John's on Canal Street. I got bit by a police horse. All right, we need to take a break Ooh. because we do have our wonderful guest who is going to be joining us here she in just a minute. She is actually currently arriving on public transportation, so she should be here in just okay. a minute. Yeah. All right, well, then let's go ahead and uh, take a break now and get prepared. Yes. And uh, Bree is going to be here to talk about Hump Fest. Just to wrap up, though, Rose City Beard and Mustache Competition this weekend. It's happening on Saturday. Charity. There's we lots of stuff. That. It's a very Portland-y weekend. It is weekend. such a Portland-y weekend. We're talking about a homemade... Pornography festival and a beard and mustache competition. We're going to both this weekend. We are out Portlanding Portland right now. Jesus, it's, and they both seem awesome. Yeah, like they're both going to no, be great I know. events. I'm already excited. Like I'm taking too. this whole week off. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm mentally preparing for what this weekend is going to bring. Right, the, the whole week off from what? From just like going out, or I don't want to like I'm I'm saving my Portland for this weekend. Oh, okay. I'm just going right. to be relaxing this week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wasn't sure what it was. That's oh, okay. Okay. You're taking your week off from your homemade pornography or whether you're going to be from your beards. I didn't know what it was. Yes, from growing my beard while making homemade porn. Okay. Yes. All right. That's what I just All wanted right. to get to. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's take a break. We're going to be joined here in just a minute with Bree right here on Fun Employment Radio. Dug up. I love how it's a picture of a hot dog. I never even realized that. Is that the logo for it all the time? No, this is just for the best of. We have the hot dog image, but that is awesome. I, oh, do they God. sell hot dogs there? Because I love hot dogs. I don't think they do at Revolution Hall. Although they do have like bagels that always very much look like vaginas or buttholes to me when we're there. So. <laughs> and I think we should start with that. And welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, it is Bree. Hello, Bree. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks oh, so much for coming in. This is awesome. So behind the scenes. Uh, Greg and I are friends with Bree, and we were talking. And we're like, and we were talking um, at one of our favorite establishments about Humpfest, which we have <laughs> never actually been to. And no. so Bree was you telling guys us have all never about attended. That was never be my first question. You guys have never been to Humpfest. Never been. And I've always so is it Hump? Is that what it's called? Or Humpfest? Hump just, just Hump. Just uh, Hump. It can be Hump. This time around, we're doing the very best of Hump. During the fall, we do the Hump Film Festival. Mm. So, but just Hump is fine. But right, always so with the ex- being cooler. Always yeah. with the exclamation point. Hump exclamation Hump. point. <laughs> <laughs> Hump. No, I've always wanted to go but I've always I, I don't know if I like felt too prudish or just I right. that seems crazy really, for you 
I know. <laughs> I am a wholesome young lady. <laughs> well, me too. Yeah. You don't have to be unwholesome to want to watch porn. Yeah. So is it weird? Like, that's well, what maybe I think. we should just explain what exactly yes. it is. Sure, like sure. the origins. So uh, about... 13 years ago, Dan Savage and one of his buddies from The Stranger uh, put an ad in the paper. The Stranger is uh, Seattle's Alternative Weekly. Put an ad in the paper that said, hi, send us five-minute porn videos. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And people were like, okay. Well, they didn't know if it was going to work, and they didn't know. And then they said, and then we'll show them to everybody. (laughs) We'll rent a theater, and we'll show all your films. They didn't know if people were going to send them. They didn't know if anybody would let them show them. Turns out... Yes and yes. <laughs> and they got a lot of really interesting and weird and kinky and funny and all sorts of different stuff. So that was 13 years ago. Now Hump uh, is traveling the country. We do 40 cities every year all oh, over wow. the United States and Canada. Wow. Yeah. And Dan has been promoting the festival ever since. Like I said, the um, the opening premieres every year in Seattle and Portland. And this year it's going to premiere in San Francisco, which is when we give away $10,000 worth of prizes wow. to these films. And all of the films are five minutes or less submitted short films. So this is big, small, black, white, bi, trans, kinky, vanilla, every gender, every sexuality, everything you can think of. Wow. Anybody is welcome to submit to Hump. Um, and then we choose the best ones, and then we give the best of those best ones a bunch of money. <laughs> how, how do you determine what the best ones are? So it's like, audience vote um, oh, okay. during the festival. So okay. that's all And that's guys. happening in the fall. That happens in the fall, okay. yep. And then what's happening this weekend is going to be the best of Hump, which will be our favorite films from the last 10 gotcha. years. So if you've oh, never oh, seen oh. Hump, this is the perfect opportunity to come down oh, yeah. and get like an overview of sort of the idea of the whole festival. Kind of like the greatest hits. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what is it like walking into there? Because when I think of watching porn in a theater, I think of the organ theater. You know, Which the organ theater is like a traditional, old, adult film theater. I feel so bad because the window on that place has been broken for like two and a half years, and I know they're never going to fix it, but it's just like, oh, I just want them to fix it. I know, (laughs) just put it together. I've always wanted to go in there, and I never have, but I think... I've never built up the courage to do it either, and I obviously, I work for this film festival, so if (laughs) anyone's going to go in there, I always think I should, and I never have. And I don't know if I ever need to, because that's a different kind of porn watching than what Hump is. right. I wish almost that there were, like, a different word for pornography, because Hump doesn't Yeah, I didn't know what to say, because I said pornography earlier, and then, like, as you say, erotica, what what do you say? I mean, it's, you're definitely going to see fucking, that's, like, (laughs) there. Go watch some fuck films. Go see some fuck films. (laughs) But some of them are super funny, one of my favorite things about Hump is how hilarious some of the films are. Some of them are like uh, educational, I would say. Like yeah. I've learned a lot of things when I've left the theater uh, about other people's <laughs> interests. Yeah, um, and bodies, and, and bodies, yeah. and yeah, everything. And then some of them are like I've cried during Hump, like because I was really? so touched by a film. Oh, wow. Is this something, is this one of the films that we might yeah. be seeing? Yeah, so one of the films for Best Of is one of my favorite films that anyone submitted, and it's uh, it's called The Glory Hole, which doesn't make it sound like a film that would make you cry. <laughs> um, but, I love that hole. <laughs> in a different way. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it is a delightful story of two people who have been together for a very long time and about how their relationship has changed and how it started, which was at a glory hole. Um, oh. And so it's like a beautiful film, and it does, every time I see it, I tear up a little bit. So it's not just your typical, like, what I almost even still think of some pornography as, like, kind of gross. Like, I don't really want to watch 
right. a yeah, lot of stuff. Yeah. But these things, you're definitely going to learn things. Uh, Dan always says this is stuff that you would never click on if you were home watching porn. <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to be stuff that's out of your comfort zone. But yeah. it's always yeah. fun to learn and see. And then, of course, when you walk in, so you're in a theater with I was going to ask you what the experience yeah, is like, like works. sitting in there with all those people. So this one's at Revolution Hall, It right? is, yeah. yeah. It's so an amazing venue. It's a beautiful venue. Um, it's, it's also in an old high school, which is funny because <laughs> you're going to watch porn in a high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But yeah. So the theater's beautiful. You go in, you sit next to a stranger, and you, I mean, in my personal experience, when I first saw Hump the first time that I saw it, I got real sweaty. Yeah. I was like, oh boy, this is going to be weird. I'm nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. All the films are five minutes, so when you go in, there can be films that you don't like. There can be films that you love. You can always close your eyes. You can leave and go get a beer. The people next to you are in the same boat as you. Everyone's, right. like, a little bit high energy, a little anxious. Yeah. But then there's also it's encouragement to applaud and laugh and uh, never any encouragement, obviously, to uh, heckle or say anything about the people's body shape, sizes, right. oh, yeah. kinks, anything like that. It's all sex positive. That's the bottom line. So, yeah. But, Encouragement to react to the films in your honest feeling way that you feel when you see them because some of them are going to make you react. <laughs> that makes it so much less scary the yeah. way that you say it. It's like, all right, everyone's having this experience together. Totally. And you can yeah. have your own positive reaction. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. No, I am as well. So when you say people pick, um, so you're like saying your favorite ones over the past years, are you part of that panel and the committee that, that, that picks the films, that yes. screens I've, them? I've been on the panel for a few years, um, which is a fascinating experience because we pick about 20 films each year, but usually there's somewhere between 80 and 90 that are submitted. And so uh, there's a day in the last couple of years where I go to Seattle and I sit in a room for nine hours <laughs> and we watch all of them back to back. <laughs> It just, yep, locked in the room at the stranger offices. Oh, oh wow. wow. Going to work today. This <laughs> is, I, when people say, like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever gotten paid to do? I'm like, well, <laughs> that's pretty much it. There's the one time. How many people are in the room when you're watching it? It's usually, it depends. It varies year to year. Yeah. Um, but we always try and have a good representation of people. So it's straight people, gay people, trans people, people of color, everybody who, different kinks, different shapes, different sizes, different understandings of the world. So yeah. that everything that we want to be represented can be, you know, well. Yeah. Thought through Make sure and, everything's and in, everybody's included. Exactly. And, yeah. Have there been some like super? Has there been anything like super disturbing that anyone's ever sent that you're like, all right, this is absolutely not going to fucking be in the show? Many things. Many um, things. <laughs> <laughs> there have been many things. The most, I think, the hardest for me, me personally to watch was um, someone submitted a film that had very prevalently featured a gun. Oh. Um, yeah, which is a kink. And the film was very clearly consensual mm. around the use of the gun. Um, but gotcha. that, to me, like, I was under the table, like, no, 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 don't make me yeah. watch this. And we ended up having a huge discussion about what it means to be this provocative of a festival, right? Yeah. Our goal is to represent every kink and every gender and every size and every sexuality. And that's a thing that some people are into. And so, like, where is our what's place? What's the limit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's your line? So yeah. what we came down on was... I don't want to see a gun in a theater, a place where there's historically been gun violence. Like, right. that is not going to yep. be fun for people. And the bottom line, we want it to be light. We want it to be fun. We want you to walk out and not remember only that, but remember all the other good stuff and funny stuff that you saw. So that was the most horrifying one to me. But most of the things that get submitted are 
some of them are so well produced, it like boggles my mind. <laughs> like people spend time and energy and thought putting together yeah. a storyline or like this beautiful piece for this festival. Have uh, have you seen it change a lot over the years that you've been doing it? I haven't been doing it for that long, actually. Okay. So I would say since I've been doing it, a lot of them that come in are super high production value and yeah. super beautiful. And just with the way, like, you can film a pretty high production, beautiful film on your iPhone. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and sure. send it. So I haven't seen it too much, but I know historically, like, when I do see older ones, there's some in here from 2012. Um, and I bet you'll be able to see the production quality <laughs> difference <laughs> in one from 2012 as opposed to, like, one from last year where someone filmed filmed like a skydiving scene with a GoPro that was like skydiving. There was skydiving wow. in the film festival. Damn. I am kind of excited for that. That's yeah. 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 Have you ever seen a film where um, it was somebody that you knew and you didn't know that they were submitting? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in Portland and Seattle, it's really popular. So yeah. there's lots of people that submit. Yeah. There, there have been people that have said, hey, you're going to see me in a film. <laughs> Heads up. And By the way. Always, the other thing, it's not always sex. So, yeah. like, there was a comedy one that had a friend of mine in it, and she was just a comedian in it. But no, no naked her, no naked, no, yeah. you know, no doing it, no nothing. But then there was another one that did come in, that I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> happening. Uh, and sometimes you'll, like, recognize people. Like on the street yeah. in Portland, I've had that experience. That's what I'm curious about. I want to know right. like, where. Who I'm well, going I mean, to Portland's small enough. Oh, it's definitely small you know. Enough. You have pro- your people we're probably going to recognize that, somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, for so, like you sure. know by like, their oh, face and not their name. That guy's yeah. on the number four bus. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy uh, does karaoke on Tuesdays at whatever <laughs> yeah. bar. You're like, I know yep. you. <laughs> And then the hard thing is, like, I don't want to go up to those people and be like, hey, saw your dick. <laughs> Super nice work. Really good job on that. Great job. So I, I just like have it. to sit there and, like, stifle right. myself and be like, I see that guy's dick. <laughs> we have, uh, is this a schedule right here? Yeah, so this is okay. the uh, lineup of films right, that I'm so handing first, to Greg. May I just say for the record that Brie is the most well-prepared <laughs> guest oh, seriously. we have ever <laughs> We have so many people you come in. You guys got to get some new guests. Oh, geez. my God. Right? <laughs> no, I thought that. I didn't realize. I mean, you just set the bar, man. Yeah. Like, geez. She's got notes. She's got she a notepad. Notes. I, I, really, I think this is going to be good for here. I got really nervous this. before I came in and like, started great. writing everything down. I was like, oh, no. What if I just stop talking? <laughs> Seriously, we were preparing because when I talked to you yesterday, I'm like, all right, Greg, I think Brie might be nervous. Oh, you dude. know, just let's make sure that we have some backup material. <laughs> what? No. There's no backup we material needed. needed. I promised to do this when I was drunk. And then I completely forgot about it until yesterday. Yesterday. So and now I. I'm the most prepared guest you ever had. set up like a G had. calendar, like a calendar invite when you were drunk. Too. I, yes, and it did not go off, so I did it wrong. <laughs> so Greg has the uh, this is this year's brochure, yeah. the best ofs. Yes, and yeah, so, so Brie, favorite films from the last. 10 even years. though she does, she didn't know this about us until um, she came in. That sometimes when Greg loses a bet, I have him, you know, read from our gay porn magazines that we have, right, or just porn in general. And she thought it would be a great idea for him to read some of the titles and then some of the <laughs> oh, descriptions. <wow>. All <laughs> right. What <laughs> some of these are pretty good. Summer Fucation. Uh-huh. I like that one. Oh, I love a good one. What is summer fucation? Um, yes, Greg, what tell did, us. Okay, so there's descriptions on each one of these. So these are ones that we will get to see. Yes. Okay. These are ones that are gonna be in the uh, festival that's happening this weekend at Rebel. So, so there are gonna be two shows each night. So the uh, seven PM and nine thirty PM on Friday, seven thirty and yeah, nine. Exactly. Uh, seven yeah. and nine thirty on Saturday. Okay. And uh, get your tickets ahead of time, I would suggest, but there also probably will be tickets at the door. So cool. Okay. And we're going to be there on Friday. Yeah, yeah we'll be there I'm Friday. I'm so excited. <laughs> Are you going to be there for both shows? Yeah. I'll okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, summer... No, I'm not in any of the films and do not come find me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, summer vacation. 
Now you really latched onto that one. You like it. Well, I, it's the one that I'm reading, right? <laughs> I you just, like to you just say told me to again. read it. So, uh, summer fuckation. Um, what did you do last summer? <laughs> this hot, sporty couple fucked at Burning Man. <laughs> Climbed some rocks and fucked on top of those. <laughs> they even fucked in the sky. Their sex oh, conquers all summer activities, and it's hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they had sex in the air? Yeah. Oh, this I'm is pretty sure be that's like completely illegal to actually let someone jump out of your plane while they are fucking. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. But they convinced somebody to let them do it. Well, maybe if they wow. signed like a, you know. Some sort of thing, contract. I don't think it's legal, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. Okay, wow. All right, Greg, pick another one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go to this one. Um, butthole licking from 2008. Oh, that was a good year. <laughs> it was a good year for butthole. <laughs> to kiss or not to kiss? That is the question two women must explore after one rims the other. Let's be... <laughs> Lesbian processing has never looked so good. It's a real question sometimes. This is amazing. So it does tackle like the tough issues. Oh my god, everything. Wait, I think I like the name of the first one. What was the first one at the top? Summer fucking. No, wait, on the other side, I guess. Rumpy Dumpy? Yes, that one. <laughs> oh, Rumpy Pumpy, excuse me. Rumpy Pumpy, the animated celebration of body parts is more comprehensive a lesson in anatomy than anything you learned in school. Wait, oh, what's this other one? Tough titties, motor boys? Okay. Hold on to your dipstick. <laughs> Two sweaty mechanics spent an afternoon blowing valves, lubing tailpipes, and checking under each other's hoods. <laughs> Please let me do the voiceover for a radio ad. <laughs> <laughs> we actually do sometimes run radio ads. I'll really? call you next time. Oh, oh yeah. We don't read those on the air, obviously. <laughs> for for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Ooh, okay, breakfast in bed. Breakfast in Bed actually is one of the most divisive films that has ever been in the Hump Film Festival. I have watched people walk up and leave the theater during that film. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not going to say anything more than I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And some people, it makes them want to vomit. Wow. wow. <laughs> All right. So this is Breakfast in Bed from 2016, yeah. a Hump film you will never forget. What's a boy to do after some hot early morning sex make his man something equally hot for breakfast? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, so another rule of hump is uh, no food, no animals, no minors. Okay. Right? So uh, that's all just off the table. Um, but this one was debatable because there is some food involved. Oh, I'm sorry, not food. Poop. No poop, no animals, no minors. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Excuse you me. You said food. I was okay. like, all right, so I think that might have been a spoiler for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, but as soon as uh, I'm glad that you said that because that's exactly where my mind. Oh went. yeah, it makes me feel. It's an it, less it, horrible. It's I think it's like the cutest movie that's ever been made. I love it, but also my taste might be skewed from watching years of this film. <laughs> from festival. nine hours locked in a room watching porn. With people. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh wow! So it's been going since 2005. That's amazing. Yep. And now, like I said, they do 40 different cities around the country and in Canada. And, uh, yeah, I got to travel with the festival for a while, which is, like, it's fascinating to be in a city that you've never been in with the purpose of showing pornography. Yeah. And then being able to just walk around and be like, hi, I'm here. (laughs) 
for this thing. <laughs> this is what I do for and a And you living. have to gauge people and be like, oh, should I tell them I work for a film festival or should yeah. I tell them? Interesting. What are you that, in town for? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the businessman in the restaurant on the airplane. Like, yeah. not going to tell him. Work for a film festival. Uh, <laughs> like anybody in a bar, usually trying to sell them a ticket and do some grill marketing and be like, do you like porn? <laughs> That's a good opener. I like it. Who's going to say no? So traveling around, I mean, you have to have seen some probably strange things. It's yeah, it's imagine. been interesting. I so I did about a year with them traveling like monthly, and then every once in a while I'll fill in for them now and go do a show. Um, the my my favorite stories. Some of them come from San Francisco when we were there two years ago. We're in this theater in the Mission that was so old and so shitty. Like, it is not a nice <laughs> Not a place. gloriously shitty, but shitty, no, shitty. No, like, we went across the street to get a beer in the bar, and there was no women's restroom in the bar across the street from this venue. <laughs> oh, like, geez. it was a weird place. Um, anyway, so after the shows, the... Uh, one of the guys let us, like, crawl in the rafters of the building and smoke weed up there, and that was terrifying. <laughs> um, but during one of the shows, I had the only time that I've ever seen a masturbator during <gasps> so Hump. I was going to I was wondering, yeah, what kind yeah. of, you know... You guys both just got really close is. to your microphones. That's the question. I mean, yeah. when we were talking about sitting in and watching like, it, that's clearly the thing that everyone wants to know. is like, is some dude going to be jacking off next to me? Yeah, right. totally, yeah. which is you creepy. you got a sweatpants I'm, guy in there or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, lots of I, I think Portland and Seattle are so familiar with the festival that they wouldn't even dare yeah. try it, and they know. It's also, there's no cell phones allowed in there, so nobody can take photographs or images and take those away. That's gotcha. part of the reason why Hump is successful, is because these aren't movies that you can see on the internet. These aren't movies yeah. that stick around forever. They're only for the festival. And to get these best of films, we actually had to have people resubmit. We contacted the filmmakers and said, would you like to resubmit so that you can be in the best of? That's super respectful. Yeah, That's because cool. we don't want to... like in a different place from like exactly. six years ago. Like, yeah. And we don't want to take somebody's you know, filmmaking that they've done, like it still belongs to them. They can release it if they want on the internet, but if they right. don't want to, it will never see the internet. It will never see Snapchat. It will never see, yeah. you know, Instagram. Nobody is allowed to use their phones. In Do the people theater. freak about having to leave their phones? Oh my God. People flip out and you don't even have to leave them. We let you take them in. We trust you, but then we hire like five security guards to walk around and kick you Make out. Sure, if you yeah. Have them. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you can at least take them. So people aren't like, what the fuck are you doing with my phone? Yeah. So sometimes I have to be the bouncer, which is <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm not very intimidating, but give me your phone, oh. please. I could see you being a little, a little scary if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Plus, what kind of a creep is taking pictures? I know, there? right? That's a it real... is so creepy. Oh, if yeah. I saw somebody, I would say something. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the second creepiest to masturbating or even thinking about masturbating. These films yeah. are five minutes long, too. Like, I don't know how far you could really <laughs> get. Well, but... if you're the kind of person that is going to do that in the theater, I don't, it's I don't true. know. It's yeah. very true. Um, right. So, uh, it's being asked in our chat. Uh, so what happens to the films after they're done? Did they go in some sort of vault? Like, how do you store them? So we used to burn them on stage was the original. We used to light them on fire. Like, obviously, I, I don't even know because I wasn't part of the festival at that point. But I always imagine, like, Dan Savage with a lit, like, fiery DVD in his hand. But that seems, like, really bad for the environment. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> like, they destroyed them in some way yeah. on stage after the festival. Now we take them, we put them in a vault, we destroy our copies of them. So we get rid of every bit of information that we have about them. We do still keep the, um, yeah, so we just get rid of all of them after after yeah. we've shown them. Yeah. Um, 
And that's like a nice relationship that you also have with the people because I mean this is going for 13 years clearly something's working yeah. there is well, a trust, trust. Yeah. Totally. there is a trust involved and we've had people resubmit a lot of times you know mm. and there was one person who I remember the first year I saw one of their films it was like a group of people that submitted it's like oh this was great they got into the festival and then like two years later I was like oh she's back and she got a new tattoo that's so cute oh I love it like I had seen her whole naked body two years ago and now I saw it again that's amazing yeah so yeah it, there's definitely a level of of trust that we try and and we very much that's why we travel with the festival so yeah. that we can be protective over the content that we have instead of just sending it to a theater in God knows where and hoping that they keep it safe. Right? So, yeah, because yeah. you cannot trust. Yeah. No. <laughs> have you seen any of the people that are in the films like in attendance at a particular home? Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And some of them are very like vocal about it. <laughs> that's, and that's, that's me. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's me. Uh, and some of them are like a little bit more shy and don't really want to be noticed. Um, but in Portland and Seattle, especially. Uh, and the last couple years in Portland, some people came last year, like, in full. They were, like, all dressed up in these beautiful, like, outfits. They sat front row to watch their own film. Wow. And I was like, wow, that is a really big you guys yeah. <laughs> like, to be that close. I don't think I would want to see my naked body front row of the movie theater. Yeah, but... nook and cranny. Exactly. Oh, that takes some confidence, they were, man. Well, they were very attractive people, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> like, that probably helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know. Yeah. Good. Well, how can people find the tickets? Where's, where's the best place to so pick up tickets? So if you go to portlandmercury.com slash hump, awesome. that is your best bet for getting tickets. Um, and then also there'll probably be some available at the door, but I definitely recommend pre-buying just so that you know yeah. you've got them. Don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really fun weekend, and I hope that everyone will give it a shot because it's something that it's something I've always wanted to go <laughs> yeah. to, and I just never have for whatever reason. So yeah, I'm really excited to go to it. I'm super. Looking and then you can to tell it. your grandkids. You know, I, <laughs> I watch porn in a theater like my grandfather did <laughs> in an old timey way. In an old timey yeah. way. New timey technology. <laughs> uh, well, Bree, you're such awesome. a delight. Thank you so. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. coming. Thank in. you so much for having and me. This and has yeah. been wonderful. I'm so glad that we all remembered. Yeah, I know. Right. After we all sobered up. I'm really so glad we remembered you were doing this. <laughs> awesome. Right, well, think, Thanks, you guys. Yeah. yeah. We'll I just close out. Yeah, we'll just close out. Yeah, that. there's nothing we can do after this. No. <laughs> we just had a, a very adult and wonderful conversation yes. about pornography. Do you want to read one more title? Yeah, I'll take a look here. Yeah. Let me see. So Greg and I will be there on oh, Friday. But we will. if you can't go on Friday, go on Saturday. Two showings, 7 and 9.30. Correct. 7 and 9.30. Tickets, portlandmercury.com slash hump. Um, all right. And it's not hump fest. No, it's just hump. Just hump. Exclamation hump. point. Remember, exclamation <laughs> point. Yeah. A pervert's guide to avoiding loneliness. Aw, Remember sweet. your college friend who would pick up a guitar at every party? Yes. Well, he got himself an accordion and a jockstrap. And now he's going to sing us a song about his long list of kinks, or about how his long list of kinks have complicated his love life. Huh. Okay. Huh. That's, that's a really good one. His yeah, that cat like... makes an appearance in the film that he very clearly filmed himself. It's delightful. Oh, good. <laughs> so there's a wandering animal in the background. That's yes. okay. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> one last one. Tell me. The grocer. Clean up on aisle four. A night manager's penchant for produce leads to a sticky floored fantasy. You've thought about it in the oh. grocery store. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, he's not denying that. You hear this? <laughs> You're watching the grocery. Right. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio.gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Uh, Geek in the City has their event tonight. Yes. Uh, Nerd Communion. Go check that out tonight. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up.